Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. Today is Monday, May 17th, 2021, and this is day 1165 of our journey together. So thank you so much for joining us today. Let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor and praise you and glorify you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. I thank you so much for blessing us to be in your presence, to go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us for today. I ask my Lord that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I did a a little bit of an exercise this morning (laughs) before getting started, so I'm a little bit winded. Okay, so today's uh, message title is, Where Does Your Wisdom Come From? Where does your wisdom come from? We're going to be coming out of Proverbs chapter 1, starting at verse 1 through 7. And then I'll read another verse, a few verses in James as as we go a little further. All right, so... Solomon, uh, who was the wisest man who uh, lived, uh, (laughs) who also uh, was blessed uh, with God's wisdom and with great wealth. And here's what he writes. He says in Proverbs 1 and 1 through verse 7, he says, the Proverbs, it says, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction and prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and uh, discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Ah, that's quite a bit there. And and I love it because it tells us why we need uh, these proverbs, what they do for us, but the beginning of 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 wisdom comes from the fear of the Lord, not in a way that we're shaking in our boots like I'm scared of what God's gonna do to me. Absolutely not. This is in a reverence type, and I'll be covering that in just a little bit. So, point number one: How are you living? Do you live in safety or in fear? This determines your choice, wisdom or foolishness, obedience or disobedience to God. Proverbs begins with a clear statement of its purpose to impact, I'm sorry, to impart wisdom for godly living. When we apply God's wisdom to our lives, we'll have no fear now that we understand the value of wisdom and the benefits of wisdom. 
let's dive deeper into God's wisdom. So as I stated earlier, verse seven, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We live in a day, an age of constant information being thrown at us. Knowledge is plentiful, but true wisdom is scarce. Everyone has an opinion, but is it wise? Is it godly wisdom? (laughs) When we fear God, that means we honor him. We reverence him. We live in awe of his power. And to obey his word, that is the foundation of knowledge. So that is the beginning of knowledge, which is the foundation Uh, That's that first layer (laughs) that when we fear the Lord and respect and honor him, uh, the beginning of knowledge is what what we receive. And that is that wisdom uh, that we cannot live without. I mean, it is hard. We we may get by, but we don't thrive uh, in the Lord when we are living as fools when we are being foolish and there are many things that we've if we're honest with ourselves that we've made some very foolish choices in our lives because we're basing it up on what we see uh, what we feel and maybe what others tell us Uh, you know how we may say oh call our good friends and say, hey, what do you think about this? I don't know if I want to do this anymore, but, you know, I just need to talk to you. Can you tell me what what your opinion is? And, and they'll give you their opinion, and then you may take that as the gospel. But really, we need to go to God and ask him, <laughs> what should I do? Because even though, um, you know, as friends, we're going to give you the best advice we possibly can. But when you go to the Lord, Um, He's going to let you know uh, the perfect uh, way, the perfect uh, uh, opinion, you know, and and actually the perfect fact because he knows what's best. And you may uh, uh, go and collaborate with someone else and um, just to try to, you know, to get even a, a better understanding. But the number one person to go to would be the Lord. Why not? He's the one that created us. He created everything. He knows what's best. I mean, that's just, you know, let's go to <laughs> to the writer of, of all of this, the, the creator of all these things. Go straight to God uh, through Jesus Christ. That That is awesome that we even have that great privilege of doing that. So let's begin to, to step out and do more of that, uh, not just going to people and asking them because although they may mean well, but but they don't know what's going to happen uh, in the future. Only God knows. So he may have you do something that that may not be in any statistics, that may not be in any other book that says this is the way to go. Um, but he knows what is about to happen. And he may give you something so great. But to you, you may feel like based upon what you see with your eyes right now, oh, no way. Is that good? That's not a good move. My financial advisor said not to invest there, not to do this or do that. Seek the face of God. Point number two, let's go to James chapter three, verses 13 through 18. 
And James talks about the two different kinds of wisdom. So here he says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and God and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Now that is powerful. He's giving us the two descriptions. One is of God and one is of Satan. (laughs) There is no in between there. And, you know, I was saying how, uh, go to God. But if you, maybe you don't have, feel like you have that relationship yet, or maybe you don't hear that from God uh, and you're saved, well, go to uh, you know, the, those leaders, uh, in Christ, those that you, you know, your pastor or, um, the associate pastor, somebody that is mature in Christ and ask them to share with you what their thoughts might be or to pray with you about it so that you get a better understanding. So now we understand that there are two kinds of wisdom, worldly, demonic wisdom that makes you think that living in bitter envy, selfish ambition, earthly concerns, and and desires, uh, unspiritual thoughts and, and ideas, disorder and evil, and harming uh, our bodies with things that give us temporary relief are good for us. But in actuality, it is destroying us. With evil wisdom, we believe we're doing right, but we're doing wrong. That's where our enemy Satan wants to keep us. But the wisdom of God shows mercy, love for others, no matter who they are or what they've done. That's that unconditional love. God's wisdom is peace, consideration for others, submission to God, sincerity, and impartiality. But along with all of that, we reap a harvest of righteousness. That's right standing with God. You know what? You can't ask for anything more than that. We want to be in right standing with God. So in order to do that, we need to understand how to put God's wisdom into action. He didn't, our actions will show that we're walking in the wisdom of God, you know, and what are our thought patterns and and who we're with, who we hang out with. If we know uh, that that person uh, you know, that we're hanging out with and, and their, their wisdom doesn't line up with your wisdom. <laughs> you have nothing in common. You're unequally yoked. And so what that means is that, you know, one of you are going to be pulled the other direction. You know, either they're going to be pulled towards the Lord or you're going to be pulled towards evil. So you've got to be careful of that. And and you don't want to go that way. I know my boundaries. I know I've learned over the years uh, how to 
stay in my lane and every now and then I get off. I'm going to just be honest with you, but <laughs> how to stay there in my lane. Like I'll get invitations all the time to certain things. And, uh, you know, I know God delivered me from partying and clubbing and, you know, and, and not so much that that was bad by itself. But all of the things that go along with that as a married woman, uh, the different men there trying to hit on you and talking to you. And it, and it creates uh, a very tempting situations that you don't want to put yourself in. And you may think you're strong enough, but you get there and then, oh my gosh, the enemy will wreak havoc uh, because he knows our weak spots. So if you know that you were delivered from alcohol and going to bars and someone invites you to a function that has to do with that, and it may be in a bar or in a club, you know to say, no, that's God's wisdom. No, I'll pass, but thank you for the invite. You know, uh, I know I love to dance and I'll dance here at home, but you know, I know I don't, I'm not uh, going to go to a club. Um, it's rare every now and then if someone's given a wedding reception and it's at a place where they're, you know, doing things like that, we go and, you know, I'll do some line dance or whatever, but that's a rare occasion and it's with my husband. So we need to be aware of just the situations that we allow ourselves to be put in. We're allowing it because we accept whatever that invitation is. And that's just one example. There are so many other examples uh, of that. So um, using godly wisdom versus worldly wisdom. I remember uh, how I was in bondage by demonic wisdom in a particular area in my life. You know how we got these compartments. I look at it like that, different compartments where, oh, you do really good in this area and that area. And I was doing good in all those areas, except there was this one area. And I've shared this with you many times, but the Lord says, share it again. <laughs> and that area in my life uh, was... Uh, unforgiveness. And, and, the, and I recognized once I allowed God's wisdom to take hold of my life, to accept it really and embrace it and begin to walk in it, I was able to see how I was harboring unforgiveness. I was harboring bitterness and anger because I was hurt. Uh, it, we may call it trauma. We may call it demonic spirits. Uh, but I was hurt from my uh, by my father uh, when he and my mom divorced when I was seven. I'm the oldest of five. And it wasn't the divorce was painful, but it was the fact that he act like we didn't exist anymore. That was the that was the hurting part. And uh, he remarried to my stepmom, who I loved, and had my two sisters, uh, who I also loved. But the the painful part was um, I no longer, me and my uh, four siblings in Kansas City no longer existed uh, in his life. And uh, we went through that for years, and we would try to talk. He moved away uh, to California at that time, and we would go to my grandma's, his mom, and and uh, she would show us all these cool pictures to keep make sure that we understood <laughs> who our family was and showed us all kind of photos. And there we would see my dad and family on the beach. And, and here we are here struggling 
uh, eating fried potatoes and whatever we could get to eat. <laughs> I mean, listen, not complaining. I was grateful for those fried potatoes, right? Uh, I, I know how to make potatoes all kind of ways. So, uh, but, you know, my mom struggled working two jobs to try to uh, provide. He never sent um, alimony or child support, uh, no money for anything to help us. Uh, and uh, I I just, when when I would see those photos, it just was like rubbing salt in the wound. <laughs> it was really hard. And I, I know my grandmother meant well, but, you know, it was, it was very traumatic. And I uh, re- remember saying, can we talk to our daddy on the phone? And and uh, and I he didn't want to talk to us uh, at certain times. And I remember hearing my grandma on the phone with him. You need to talk to your kids. And she didn't know. They didn't know I heard that. And that just kind of made it even harder. Uh, and then finally, you know, there were other things that took place. We did go visit him uh, in California. And uh, we were all together, uh, the seven of us. And, and uh, we were all getting ready to go to... Uh, Disneyland or whatever it is in California. And uh, my father and my stepmom at that time decided to only take uh, my two uh, younger siblings, the, the siblings between the two of them, uh, and and left us, said, we'll take y'all another time, and left us there at home with her, my mom, stepmom's uh, nephew, and we just fought. And those are, you know, that stayed with me till I was in my uh, early, like late thirties. Uh, and I think I was early forties. I'm now 62 when I recognized I needed to make a change. And the Lord had been putting that on my heart over and over again. He literally, God works through people and he sent three people, three different times over so many years period to let me know you've got unforgiveness in your heart and, and you need to let that go. And see, when God is saying, let it go, it's not for a selfish reason. He wants us to let it go so he can bless us even more. But it's like a blockage, you know, keeping the blood from flowing totally. Like you're getting by and, and you think that you're at 100% when you're really not until you recognize once the blockage is gone, how much better you can breathe and how much better you can function. And that's when I recognized when I heard God again say, you need to let that go. And I finally did. And then he said, call your parents, talk to them, let them know. I called and I got my, my mom, my stepmom on the phone and, and, I, and I let her know uh, how I was feeling. And uh, I also asked her to forgive me uh, for being angry and bitter towards her for so many years and um, explained why. And, and she was very gracious and loving and kind about it. And And, and then my dad wasn't there and then he... She said, I'll have him call you when he gets home. And, and he did. And and I did the same with him. And and his response was not quite what I, I was thinking it would be or hoping it would be. He he just pretty much changed the subject. And I got off the phone and I, I just felt like, wow, that was that was different. That was strange. And I felt like, wow, that's a failure. And the Lord said, oh, no, no, you obeyed. You did what you were supposed to do then now I'll deal with the rest. Now you go in victory. And I promise you, I was free. I never knew there was a whole nother realm that I was missing in the Lord in the spiritual realm that that I never even tapped into until after that. That's what it was. God wants to take us higher in him. 
but we can't carry in baggage. He's saying, leave the baggage at the door. (laughs) He said, I've got you and I want you to give me that. See, he says, I knock at the door and you know, he that I want to sup with you. He says, open the door and let me in. And, and in doing that, we're leaving everything else behind when we let him in. And once he comes in, I promise you that stuff is gone or you're going to get awakenings. You're going to get an understanding of what it is you need to do. Now it's up to you to do it. God will never go against our choice. That's the one thing he has no control over that he's chosen to not control. And that is our choice. So he will wait patiently uh, and, and listen, you know, we're the ones that are hurting ourselves when we don't obey. So I, I want to encourage you today, if there's anything that God has shown you or something that you already know in your life that's not lining up with the Lord, it's time to let it go. It's time to give it to him. It's time to, to cry and release it or whatever it is you need to do to pray and fast and But whatever it is God is telling you to release, he's letting you know that because he loves you and he wants to take you higher. And if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate. Oh, I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And uh, hey, we will be sending you more information in the near future. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.